to Into the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Spiritual believers and listeners, I have another rhema word. I've been getting quite a few rhema words as I prepare to go have surgery um, on my parathyroid on December the 21st. And, of course, I've had several um, miracles that have occurred through this process, you know, but I'm still not walking in the total manifestation of the healing. And, of course, I asked my daddy, Abba Father Yue Vahe, and I asked my Lord and Savior, Yahshua HaMashiach, Christ Jesus, and my Lord God, Holy Spirit, Lord God, Ruha Kadash, what's up? <laughs> So, the Holy Spirit spoke to me um, today, and what he said was, he said, Edith, you are the one that opened the door for this malady, for this affliction. And he took me back to my early, early 20s. Um, I graduated, I was 100 pounds for a long time. And then when I got to undergraduate at the University of Miami, I finally got up to 120 pounds, which for me was awesome. You know, I finally got some weight. And, you know, and then I progressed on to graduate from the University of Miami, went to Stanford. And I was still, you know, a pretty nice size. After graduating from Stanford, I got married. And prior to that, I was a big dancer. So I love to dance. And so my former husband, you know, he, he said he loved to dance, too. But as soon as we got married, um, I we stopped the dancing and I got up to 135. Well, that was a lot of weight for me at that time. And I was in my, like I said, my early, you know, I was in my 20s. And so I tried to diagnose myself. And spiritually, I wasn't where I am today. I didn't really totally understand the power of the tongue, that I had authority, and that what I spoke had authority and would come to pass. And so I diagnosed myself as having a thyroid problem. And I spoke those words over myself for decades and decades. So here we are now. After a year-long um, illness and pain of all types, I finally realized that the enemy was coming for his harvest because I had not rejected those words. So I had to repent. I immediately repented. I repented for speaking death over myself through the, through the thyroid. And I um, started speaking life. And has said my thyroid and my parathyroid is healed in the name of Jesus. As Jesus is in heaven, so am I on this earth. My thyroid is like his thyroid, which is perfect, right? And I had to repent. And then I had to crush and kill um, the sickness and disease with my mouth, like I brought, like I spoke the sickness over myself. Had to crush and kill it in the name of Jesus, right? And so now that I've gotten that out of the way, I can move forward with the healing, the total healing, which is already done through the blood and through 
Christ Jesus' body by his stripes, I'm already healed. But I had, I had with my own authority out of my mouth and didn't really realize. And this is what happens with a lot of us, um, Christians who, um, who learn about the power of the word of God. We learn about the power of the, the tongue. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. We learn about authority later in life after we sowed these really bad seeds of Satan into our life to destroy us. They're like ticking time bombs. And then because it's so long ago for me, several decades that I've, you know, since I was in my 20s, and I never shut it down. I never corrected it because that's how Satan works. He works through deception. He works through what you makes you think that it's not a big deal. Oh, it's okay, but it is a big deal. And when he comes from his harvest, you're saying, why isn't, why isn't the word work for me? The word works. God's word is, is, is power. It is the parent force of everything in the universe. It's the parent force of everything on this earth. You speak it. You will get it. Especially if you're born again and you got the power of the Holy Spirit in you, you've got Christ Jesus in you. I have, you know, as I mentor my, I have some friends of mine that I'm mentoring them and I'm trying to teach them about the power of the tongue. And whenever God gives me a teachable moment, I jump on it. And my, I had my two friends, um, Sean and Jeff, you know, we normally, um, we go to church, we go to the same church and then after church, grab a bite to eat and then we'll watch a movie. We'll pick a movie that all three of us hopefully hadn't seen. And, um, and then, you know, but this is, they both had birthdays, you know, they're always doing nice things for me, taking care of my car, taking care, getting me water and bringing it to my home because I can't carry it, things like that. And I got them both birthday balloons and both birthday cards, right? So we're sitting down watching the movie and Jeff, he reminds me of Peter, <laughs> opens his mouth and my daughter has a little cat named, I've named her Miss Barack, blessings of the Lord, maketh you rich, enriches you, waxes you rich, waxes you wealthy. That's what Barack means, the blessing of the Lord. And he adds no toil, no sorrow, no pain, no sweat, no tears to the Barack. So I had, I named her cat, um, Miss Barack. She's not even a year old, just adorable green eyes, black, um, but she has white paws and white tummy and white chest and white neck and um, white whiskers. So she's really cutie cutie. But anyway, he spoke that a cat was going to, um, um, you know, tear up his balloon. He spoke those words. Now, the cat was nowhere near his balloon. Um, Sean's balloon was in the same vicinity as Jeff's balloon. But guess what happened? Shortly after he said those words, the cat busted his balloon and he got angry at the cat. And I said, oh, no, boo-boo, you were the ones that spoke those words. And he kept that balloon 
And he looks at it all the time and it reminds him about the power of the tongue. So what can I say to you, my fellow listeners uh, and spiritual believers, is ask the Holy Spirit to bring to your remembrance the things that you spoke over yourself, especially when you are not a believer and especially when you are a baby believer and especially when you are a believer that was not full of the Holy Spirit and power and did not have the knowledge that you have now and curse them, cancel them, reject them, bind them, encase them in a fresno fire and cast them into the abyss, kill it. Do whatever you got to do with your mouth and then speak life. Speak God. Above all, God wants us to prosper and be in good health. God wants us to, um, what? Live and not die. I remember when, um, our dear, my dear friend Rodney had his, um, heart attack and oh man, we, I mean, Fear was trying to overtake us, but no, nah, I, re- I rejected that. And out of my spirit came as I was talking to Pastor Yvonne. I was saying, he will live and not die. Now, at the time, we, you know, that was the word. And guess what? He had a quadruple bypass. And guess what? He's living and not, and he's not going to die. But we spoke the correct words over him. We have to understand that. We have been given authority over this earth and through the power of words. God made the universe. God made planet earth. God made us all with the word. The word is the spiritual force that enables us to have authority on this earth. And, and you know, I've been listening to some, you know, awesome teachings from my pastor, um, uh, Steve Dowden, and also, um, of course, one of my favorites is Andrew Womack. And he asked some really great questions when he was a little um, kid. You know, he asked, he was raised Baptist, so he asked, why took, why did it take God 4,000 years to send Jesus? Why did Jesus have to become a man? Why did he have to have a virgin birth? All of these really great questions. And it all went back to what? The Word of God. And so I want to kind of share some of the answers to these things, which I think will help you and I, both of us, um, to strengthen our walk and be careful with our tongue and try to speak life over ourselves and the people around us. So, first question, why did it take God, the Father, 4,000 years to sin to get Jesus Planted on this earth because it took God 4,000 years to find the human beings, the prophets, to speak the word of God to bring forth Christ Jesus. And as soon as the last word that was needed was spoken into the atmosphere, Jesus came. He came um, disguised. He came As a little baby, he was 100% God and 100% man because he came from his mother's womb, Mary, 
who was a virgin birth, which means Joseph was not the father. The sperm came from the Holy Spirit. So that's how Jesus became the son of God. And we know through scientific evidence that the blood of the child is decided by the father, right? So the blood of the child is decided by the father. So the blood that was in Jesus' vein was the blood of God himself, right? So why did Jesus have to come as a human being? God created the universe. God created planet Earth. Everything with his word, light be. He formed the earth. And once he got everything in place, he took the God man, the first son of God was Adam. He spoke and the mud man, he breathed his breath into um, hit that body that he created and it became a living what? Soul. Right? So Adam had the blood of God. And unlike the holy angels, the holy angels, they have a will, free will, just like we do. Intellectually, they have a higher intellect than we do. Um, they're bigger, they're stronger, but they're spirits, just like God. But the way God set up planet Earth was that he gave Adam, the Adams, male and female Adam, dominion and authority, unconditional, unconditional dominion and authority over the Earth. Now, God owns the Earth and everything in it, but he gave stewardship to the Adams. Right. So he actually had the same power as God as far as whatever he said from his mouth was created. Adam was not set up to toil in the earth. He was set up to speak it. And it became because that's how the father and the son and the Holy Spirit operates. So what is what ended up happening was the the Adams were deceived, Satan, which was Lucifer. God created Lucifer. God did not create Satan. And I'll tell you about how Lucifer became Satan in a little bit. But Lucifer was assigned to watch over the Adams. And what ended up happening was when he was watching over the Adams, he basically got jealous, <laughs> you know, and saw how much God loved the Adams. And then God, the father, daddy guy, you did something unprecedented. He gave the Adams unconditional, unconditional authority over the earth. Now, angels have authority and power too, but it is conditional. They have to obey God's word. They have to obey their servants of God. Okay. So, and so when Satan, well, Lucifer at the time saw this, he saw a way of having control 
of planet Earth. And of course, he went through the back door. He came through the woman because it was male Adam that received the instructions of you could eat freely of all the trees in the garden except for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And probably, you know, he told the female Adam, because he knows I'm not calling her Eve yet, because she's not named Eve yet. This is She gets named Eve after the fall. So he tells her, just don't touch the tree. You know, that sounds about right. Don't touch it. Instead of going through the instruction, how God had told him, do not eat of the tree of good and evil, because when you eat of it, you shall surely die. Right? But he tells her, don't, just don't touch the tree. So what is, um, Lucifer does? He comes as he's a spirit and this is a physical world. And if you want any authority and power, you have to be in a physical body. And it, and the best one is, of course, a human body, right? But he'll take a, he'll take a pig. He'll take a cat. He'll take a crocodile. He'll take whatever he can get, right? As long as it's physical, you know, he can, um, have the authority and power that God had given the Adams. So he went through the back door and got um, female Adam all twisted up in a knot. And, and, you know, that's why you don't even want to have a conversation with with Satan. You don't want to have a conversation with him because he's, he's not. We're, intellectually, we can't even deal with that. Jesus can deal with that. We turn him over to the Lord. Christ Jesus, our Savior. Okay. So, <laughs> he gets Eve. She says, we can't even touch it. Now, God never said nothing about not touching it because they would have to harvest it to give it as an offering to the Father. That means you have to touch it. But he said, don't eat it, right? So, the long and short of everything is that he, he, he got to Eve or Adam, female Adam at the time. And she said, Oh yeah. And so when she touched it, she didn't die because he got it all twisted and she was deceived. She was deceived. And guess what happened next? She gave the fruit to male Adam and he could have shut it down just like Job shut it down with his wife. Yes, we got to give her some mercy. We got to give her some grace because when those children died, those were the children that she carried in her womb for nine months, right? And then she had to be the caregiver of her husband with boils and sickness. So she was under the strain of being a caregiver. And of course, Satan, he's an opportunist. He came right into Job's wife and said the words that he was trying to get Job to say, why don't you just go ahead and curse God and die? But Job responded properly. He said, woman, what foolish talk is this? The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. God be, God praise God. Praise go to God. I mean, you know, so she was able to shut down, not, not male Adam, not the male Adam. He go ahead and eat, eat it too. But he, he did it with fully understanding the consequences, right? So he probably didn't want to be separated from the female Adam. He just couldn't do it. And God has set it up where the female Adam 
basically are just like wives have great influence over their male husbands, right? So, or not some don't have to be a husband. Delilah had great influence over Samson. Okay, so he ate of the forbidden tree of good and evil, and we were toasty toast. What they didn't understand was. They were the little G-O-D-S, little gods of the planet Earth. They had total authority and power and stewardship, unconditional. And when they disobeyed God, their creator, they turned over the authority and the power of planet Earth to now Satan. That's how Satan was created. Humans, mankind, the atoms created Satan. And he became the God of planet Earth. And so there is a war, a war in the heavens and a war on Earth between the sons of man and the sons of God. We are sons and daughters of God. So we, those of us who are born again, those of us who have accepted the blood of Christ Jesus for the forgiveness of our sins, we've accepted um, redemption, right? We are born again. Our, we have a, a, we become a new creation, a new creature in Christ Jesus. Our spirit comes alive to the Father. Jesus, our Lord and Savior, is, his spirit is put in our spirit along with the seal of the Holy Spirit is on, is in our spirit. So we have a direct hookup now to God the Father. And now it's just a matter of time. Before we get our minds renewed, get the mind of Christ in our souls, right? In our souls. And people don't realize how important the soul is. It's the linchpin. But one of the interesting things that I had discovered, and I mentioned this a few broadcasts ago, is that when our souls are sorrowful, when our souls are sad, it can actually break our spirit. Did you hear what I just said? Our soul can break our spirit. <laughs> and now we realize that our tongue, which can give us life or death in our bodies and in our minds. It can't touch our spirits because that's sealed with the Holy Spirit. That's why the Holy Spirit did it like that. So that the enemy could not get to our spirit ever again. But our soul and body, we can take some big beat downs in our soul and body due to Satan. Right. And he hates us so much because we are the image, the image of God, the one that kicked his keisters out of heaven. Right. And so. That's why we have a lot of issues and a lot of problems. Just read about another celebrity just uh, committing suicide. That's pure satanic, pure Satan. He comes to steal. He comes to kill and he comes to destroy. So I look at all the pain, everything that I've been through. All came from ignorance. That's why God said, my people perish for lack of what? Knowledge. We kill ourselves. 
with our lack of what? Knowledge. Witches and warlocks, they have a very good understanding of the power of the words. That's why they have spells. That's why they have incantation. That's why they have voodoo dolls. But it's nothing compared to the blood of Jesus. It's nothing compared to the word of God. It's nothing compared to the name of Jesus. We can wipe out all witches, all warlocks, all of their mess, all the evil works of Satan with just one word from God. But we don't study and approve ourselves. We forsake the assemblings of one another. We don't rightly divide the word of God. We don't study the word of God. And then we don't walk the word. You've got to walk it. You've got to become a disciple. You can't just be a believer. You have to be a disciple of God. And a disciple is a follower. A disciple says, I'm going to line my life up with your word. I have a really close friend. She has a upper room prayer ministry about 25 years now. Serious prayer warrior. Praise for Charles Stanley, the mayor, a lot of major people because she's the real deal. She has a hotline to God. I knew someone else like that. Her name was my first godmother, Yvonne Crook. Direct hotline to God. And one of the things that I really admire about her, and I'm I'm getting there, is her word and her are one. So she that's a God principle. If God would violate his word, the nucleus, the nucleus of this unit of this universe, the nucleus of everything, every all matter, atom, everything would blow up and come up. It would be over. Game over. Why? Because the universe, planet Earth, matter, all of this is what withheld together by the power of God's word. By the power of God's word. And because she will stand by her word, even unto her own heart, hurt. Stand by her word, even to her own hurt. God can trust her. He, he knows that she's a woman of the world. She's a, she has a ministry, the upper room ministry. She's a banker. She's very beautiful. <laughs> she's awesome. But she lives the word of God. She loves Christ Jesus. I found out not too long ago that she uh, has days of rest where it's just Jesus, her, and the Holy Spirit and the Father. And she spends that whole day just talking to God and worshiping God and fellowshipping with God. And I started doing that. I started, I found out that I had not been what? Resting like I should. Resting like I should. And so I've started taking one day a week. It's my Jesus day. It's my Father, Daddy God, Yahweh day. It's Lord God, Ruha Kadash, Lord God, Holy Spirit day. And I rest in the Lord. And now it's just awesome. <laughs> I'm going to do more of it. So I know we're coming to the end of the broadcast and I want to share more, but I just want you to reflect on what words have you spoken years ago that you never canceled. You got to cancel them now in the name of Jesus because Satan will try to come for his harvest. 
cancel them, curse them, rebuke them, bind them, encase them in a Fresno fire, cast them into the abyss, and replace them with the promises of God, the Word of God. He loves you, and He's got a plan for you. I don't want to um, end this broadcast without um, saying that um, above all God wants us to prosper and be in good health and also Romans 10 9 um, if you profess that Jesus is Lord and that he was raised from the dead you are saved thank you for once again joining me on Enter the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM Wave 94 Dr. Edith Davis Your glory God is what our hearts long for To be overcome by your presence Lord